1: Valley, go Bison. With SRN
2: News, I'm Jeremy House in Washington. The buildup of Russian troops near Ukraine has left U.S. officials perplexed. Some Republican lawmakers have been pressing the Biden administration to step up military support for Ukraine. Also on com, the U.S. is opening COVID-19 vaccine boosters to all adults and urging them for
3: anyone 50 and older. Dr. Peter Marks is the FDA's vaccine chief.
4: We do believe that uh, being vaccinated reduces the risk of spreading uh, COVID-19, and so that's a good thing as well. So I would encourage people to help protect themselves against getting breakthrough COVID, which could be associated with long COVID, and protect others around them, uh, particularly as we go into the holiday season.
1: The decision seeks to simplify what's been a confusing list of who's eligible. A prominent doctor has been kidnapped and killed in the northern Afghan city of mazar sharif This is SRN News.
2: And cyberspace. And I am proud to be a member. And I'm proud to serve in the United and States. And I am proud to protect our country.
6: Proud to serve in the U.S. Air Force Reserve.
1: AFreserve.com
7: Portions of this program may have been pre recorded.
1: Is it his time?
8: Where's your heart?
6: Turn all the lights on and kill the noise. The Biz 1440 presents the best two hours of economic news and commentary. It's the King Banyan Show, your source for penetrating economic insight, razor-sharp analysis, and unflinching universal thought. Oh, God, that's all I need. Everything you need to maintain clarity and stay ahead of the economic curve. Let's go
2: while we're young.
6: Now, here's Professor King Banyan.
3: Good morning. Second hour of today's um, King Banyan show on the Biz 1440. Thank you for listening. I'm keeping an eye out here to see uh, what's up with uh, the Bison. Um, I guess I've now started to watch their their best their football team a little bit more. Uh, they got to win a game. Looks like they need to win a game today. They'll they'll be in the playoffs. So uh, we'll have to keep our eyes open, uh, Sean, in case we uh, in case we get a. Uh, we get a football game that might interfere with our plans for um, for uh, broadcast in the next week or two. I'm sure we'll I'm sure we'll be caught up to date on that. But good luck today against South Dakota. Uh, go Bison! Uh, let's um, so in the last hour, if you if you just tuned in or if you're catching us on a podcast, in the last hour, we spent a lot of time talking about why changing prices isn't always inflation. And it's not always bad. It's something that needs to happen when you have a major shock and need to realign how people are producing goods and services. Now, that said, there's a lot of things happening in the economy today that are causing inflation of the bad kind. Um, I don't want to minimize that. And indeed, there's there are arguments made in academic economic circles that would say some background level of inflation makes those relative price adjustments that are needed when shocks occur to the system it makes them easier because increasing particularly wages is much easier to do if you increase them by varying degrees so that you're changing the relative wage, that's an easier deal than having to go to someone and say, well you know what the demand for your the demand for your work is lower so we're gonna have to cut your wages that's a hard conversation to have and businesses tend not to want to do it because they believe it has a negative impact on morale and and i would say rightly so so that that said we we're, we we're, we we're, so let's let's now put now we put this frame on in the last hour let's put a little bit of uh let's put a little bit of uh structure on that fr- a little bit of uh, wood on that frame. Let's let's build up some of our evidence. We talked about this last week when we were listening to the CEO of Sachs talking about, "Hey, I can't get enough." I just to refresh your, not to. I'm not gonna play that again, but I want to give you something that's that's likely about the same the same sort of thing. This is going to be um, this is going to be uh, the CEO of um, whose name I'm forgetting right now. I just blanked on his name uh of Levi's um can you remind me of the name Sean it's i just forgot to write this down before we went on there um,
0: yeah i don't have rate. it written
2: down either sorry uh, okay all, <laughs> My right. Bad. all right well I
3: i'll find have. it during, I'll, I'll find it during the, i'll find it during the uh i'll find it while we play this This is the ceo of levi's who was on who was on with uh, on mad money with jim kramer uh yesterday explaining how demand is going through the roof for his products as well. Play this cut number one, please.
9: Oh yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, consumers are, there was a lot of pent up demand because of the pandemic. The home balance
0: sheet has probably not been stronger than this in a real long time. You know, Macy's and Kohl's just released their results yesterday and crushed it. And uh, actually Kohl's called us out twice during their call. So our brand is really, really strong. We're expecting a really strong uh, holiday season, and, and it's all being fueled by a super strong consumer right now.
3: That super strong consumer is indeed the, the reason for many of these changes that needs to happen. And so, so what you're experiencing, again, are these shocks that are occurring, and this I described in the last hour Using the language of logistics economists transportation economists as a bullwhip effect that's 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 coursing through our supply chains right now and some of those supply chains are indeed going to be changed as a result yes his name is Charles uh, chip Berg uh, is what he go he goes by chip even though his, his real name is Charles but uh, uh, th- thanks for that Sean but his name is chip Berg uh, and that again was yesterday on uh, on a segment of of uh, Mad Money on CNBC with Jim Cramer, um, and and that's the process that's, that's happening right now. Add to that, though, the fact that we have passed now, at least in the House, this Build Back Better bill, um, a, a, a human infrastructure. Or now, I, my newspaper's across the room from me, but I believed it refers to it as a climate and social policy bill. Um, the name of this thing has changed several times over the last few uh, over the last few months as they've tried to get it passed. The Federal Reserve has said, and we didn't talk about it last week on the show because we just didn't have enough time to get there, the Fed has announced, of course, that they are, in fact, reducing... Um, they are reducing the rate at which they're buying additional bonds. Okay, it's what I want you people to understand. I don't like using the word taper because ta- the word taper can be confusing. Instead of buying those bonds at $120 billion additional new treasuries and mortgage-backed securities per month, they were going to go in this these last two weeks of November and the first two weeks of, Jan- of uh, December, November and December, at 105, uh, so taking 10 mil, 10 billion a month off the rate at which they're adding in U- U.S. Treasuries, taking 5 billion a month at, off the rate at which they're adding mortgage-backed securities from the one t- from the 80 40 to the 70 and 35. All right, so that's what they are doing. I think that particular piece is going to be very difficult for them. Uh, uh, very difficult for them to maintain. Indeed, let me read to you just briefly this piece from uh, this piece from the Financial Times that I tweeted to you yesterday uh, from Richard Clarida, who is the uh, who is the vice chair of the of the Federal Reserve, who who was in a session at the San Francisco Federal Reserve, um, and and said. I'll be looking closely at the data that we get between now and the December meeting, and it may well be appropriate at that meeting to have a discussion about increasing the pace at which we're reducing our we're reducing our balance sheet. Now that's not quite right. He, see, he didn't quite say that right because he's not reducing the balance sheet. they're going to grow the balance sheet at a lower rate at a, at a slower rate. Indeed. Uh uh on the yesterday as well. Chris Waller, another Fed Governor. He would prefer a faster taper which would give the central bank more flexibility to raise rates, quote, if necessary. These both from a piece in the Financial Times uh yesterday afternoon that it, you can find this, you know, following the, the, the hashtag pound KBRS, King Banyan radio show, on on Twitter uh here on the Biz 1440. Uh, you can follow me at Banyan Show uh, to keep track of all of this as well. So they are talking. They're talking strongly about trying to slow slow this down. And I do believe that they're reaching the place where you're hearing it. So at first it was simply one or two of the presidents. The presidents typically are the first ones to signal they want to tighten. But when it starts reaching some of the governor's as it is now with Waller and with Clarida, you start to think, okay, this is getting serious. That it's going to happen, um, and and so uh, comments made um, made uh, yesterday also. This was on CNBC with uh, with uh, 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 this was Dan Niles from the Satori Fund um, was on. He's a forecaster. They, ha- they have him on. They have him on Closing Bell pretty regularly. Uh, and uh, uh, I, I, I tend to watch a lot of when I see a clip of him on YouTube, I tend to watch it because he he says a lot in a little bit of time. Let's play this. This is cut number three. Dan Niles yesterday.
5: You know, my, my forecast, you know, since the beginning of the year was we're going to get a lot of inflation and the Fed would be forced to taper and then they would be forced to tighten. So far, that's kind of headed down that path with inflation at 30 year highs. But the Fed hasn't started their tapering yet. So the balance sheet, if you look at you know, the Fed balance sheet that was just released for this last week, it was at eight point seven trillion, you know, so the tapering is scheduled to start sometime later this month. And you've got valuations at all time record highs. So I think you combine that together, and at some point, kicking and screaming, the Fed will be forced to raise rates multiple times next year because at a certain point inflation starts to hurt know poor people the most and that's not something that's going to be politically um they can put up with
3: the rate at which the 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 date on which the federal reserve is expected at this time to raise rates i'm looking at the uh we did this last week as well i looked at cme watch to see what was happening with with rates by October, you started to see the probability that rates would stay at zero drop off of eighty percent by June, and so that the likelihood that a rate increase would be at uh, would be would happen by June uh, this week was up to about fifty percent. If you go forward out to the last meeting of 2022, which is December 14th, and ask that number, the probability that rates would be at zero is only still at zero is only four percent the likelihood that the rate would be less than 50 percent is only at about 20 percent that 0.25 at 25 basis points so let me let me restate that so it's clearer the likelihood that the fed funds rate would be be at 25 basis points or below is about one in five by the end of next year the Fed is going to, in fact, raise rates. And that's what brings me to what I thought was the most undercovered story of the week. And you got to know, I'm not talking about, uh, that I was going to talk about it at some point. What in the world is the Biden administration doing about appointing a new Fed chair? What is going on? I think I might have this sussed out. And we're going to do this right after these messages. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440.
0: Soaking up the sun in Fiji. Walking through the Sculpture Garden in Minneapolis. We're standing in awe at the Grand Canyon. We're where you are.
9: Listen to the Biz 1440 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. So right now may be the perfect time for you to rethink how you pay for health care. And here's why. Not only is it time for open enrollment for a lot of people, it's also when you can join MediShare and save even more than usual. For the typical family, switching to MediShare saves about $500 a month, which is a game changer for a lot of people. Think what you could do with that. But if you join right now, MediShare is waiving their new member fees. So that's another $170 you'll save. And MediShare is really different. It's a community of Christians who share each other's health care bills. More than 400,000 people are members, and they've shared over $4 billion in medical bills. So, yes, they can handle your bills, too. This may be the time to make the switch. Join before November 30th for the additional savings. It's so easy to find out more. They're great to talk to. In fact, you can get a price within two minutes. Here's the number. Call 844-57-BIBLE. That's 844-57-BIBLE. 844-57-BIBLE.
8: It's said that if you don't like the weather, just wait a few minutes and it'll change. Well, the weather isn't the only thing changing. According to our latest research, local business owners today are saying it's getting harder to sustain their business than it was just a few months ago. They also told us that targeting the right audience with their advertising messages is more important than ever. At Salem Surround, our team of local in-market experts take that seriously. We utilize the latest research and marketing technology to deliver media plans that will exceed your expectations. Let Salem Surround show you how we can solve for your marketing challenges by bringing nationwide resources while delivering Main Street solutions. Salem Surround is here to help you through the constant changes. We promise we'll help your business stay ahead of the changing
9: weather. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. Surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers.
5: Need new windows but don't want to sit through long, high-pressure sales calls? I get it. What if I told you you could get competitive quotes from three contractors after one short meeting with me on any window brand, and it's all free? Visit My Three Quotes online. That's My Three Quotes. Running to and fro, hard working at the mill, never fail in the mail yet yeah, come a rotten bill. Too much money, business. Too much money, business for me to be involved talking to me trying to run me up a creek so you welcome back
3: King Bannya show the biz 1440 thank you for listening so let's let's unpack a few things here and this story is is a combination of my knowledge of the Fed, my knowledge of politics, you know, a little bit of sleuthing. So I'm actually going to play a clip that's from last year for you, or at least I hope I can. I'm going to ask. I'm going to ask Sean if we can do it because I just forgot to send him this this clip last night. Um, and I will. I will do this later. So hang on to it, Sean. I'm not going to do it right away because it's going to take a little time to set up. But we'll we'll let's do this. So the chair the chair's position is going to expire. In January, the chair of the Federal Reserve is appointed by the president but is is subject to Senate confirmation. Also subject to Senate confirmation are the vice chairs. There's a vice chair, including a vice chair for supervision that was a position that was created solely by, that was created by, not solely, was created by uh, the Dodd-Frank legislation of 2010. The one and only person to hold that position as the vice chair of supervision is Randy Quarles. That is a, the vice chair for supervision is a position that is time limited. So he served two terms, and that term expired on October 13th of this year. The Biden administration needs to name someone to be the vice chair, and they have not. So Quarles is sitting there. He's still a governor, even though he's no longer he's no longer the vice chair for supervision. The duties of that of of that that are defined in in Dodd Frank, and defined in the uh, defined in the uh, Federal Supervisory Oversight Committee, which was created by Dodd Frank. That's the feds person on that but that's nominally led by the treasury secretary um that position is held that that so that that position is currently still being served if there's a if there's an fsoc meeting that 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 meeting's fed representative is still quarles uh 10 days ago quarles announced he was leaving the federal reserve he was going to resign by the end of the end of the year he had been left basically to twist in the wind. Uh, you'll recall we played the audio on this show. Elizabeth Warren had made it very plain that she would oppose with every bone of her being his continuation in the role as, as the vice chair. Um, and so that has that has gone on for quite some time. That problem is that 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 is. The background for what's happening now. The contest came to two people last week. It was known, it came to be known through reporting that the White House had invited Jerome Powell, Jay Powell, to come up to the White House to discuss his reappointment. And also let it be known that they had invited one of the other governors named Lael Brainerd to it. Lael Brainerd has been on the been on the uh, governor since 2014 and for those of you who have listened intently to the king banion show you might well remember me saying this chairs of the federal reserve are governors who hold 14 year terms but the chair only has a four-year term this this is going to be a so this person is going to be someone who has been there for some time. So, Lael Brainerd, back in 2020, during the transition, was being floated to leave the Federal Reserve and go over to be the Secretary of the Treasury. Her name was very prominent. She is she was appointed by President Obama in the la- in in the language what i believe is unfortunate language that we use these days she's the only democrat among the on the federal reserve board she's the only democrat governor okay i i don't know that i would use that language but i do have some ideas about this but this is really this is really all coming together for me this week so i i I've, I've been paying attention to the quarrel's piece and then i saw the brainerd piece And my first thought was, is this what's going on? Are they going to nominate Brainerd to be the vice chair for supervision so that she gets the seat? Right, And I'm reminding myself, hmm, there's a couple things of interest in this process. Now, if you go and read the speeches of Vice President, uh, excuse me, the, the speeches of Governor Brainerd, her interests are one, supervision, but two, climate change. Two of the last three speeches she's given that are posted on the Federal Reserve Board site of Governor speeches are either explicitly about or significantly about the use of financial regulation for climate change. I'll, I'll I'll reserve what I'm thinking on this, but I, uh, I I'll reserve my thinking on this for for something else. But I wanted to I, I I I want you to put a pin in that particular thought that that's what she's been talking about. And so they have them up on Monday of this past week. President Biden says says yeah we're we're close to announcing our decision on this. It's now Saturday. No decision has been made. No decision has been announced. And my thought all along was, was if they did it quickly, it was because they wanted, they the the press maybe got it wrong. Paul was always going to be the choice to be reappointed. And Reinhardt was going to be told, yeah, you'd make a really great chair, but the markets right now, I, and, and all the stuff that has to happen, and and the fact that this is going to be ugly for the next year or two as the Fed tries to figure out things, we can't change horses in the middle of this stream, but we would love for you to be the vice chair for supervision. And the fact that, that, that at that moment, at, right at the very same time, Quarles announced he was leaving the, the, the Fed to give the, the White House another chair to fill on the board, another governorship to fill, I thought, yeah, that kind of makes the most sense, right? And then I dug out last night, because I was looking for clips of of Brainerd speaking, and I landed upon this clip, and I forgot to send it to Sean, so we're actually not going to have this nice and cleaned up. This is just, and and we're not going to play the whole thing, Sean, but we'll probably run it for a minute. I'll tell you when to stop. And this was from a, and so this is a Brainerd. This is a reporting on Bloomberg that happened back in October... Uh, uh, no, excuse me. Of November of of, of last year, um, in November of last year, identifying that that Brainerd had been passed over for a different job. Let's play this clip. Okay, thanks.
6: Reporting that uh, allies of President-elect Joe Biden are telling Lail Brainerd to stay on at the Federal Reserve. Implications of that could be significant. Bloomberg's Mike McKee. With us now, uh, Mike, uh, resources only here, but what does it suggest about a path towards uh, the folks who might replace Jay Powell in 2022?
7: Well, that would be the suggestion that Lale Brainerd would be a favorite to be the next Fed chair. She's the only Democrat on the board. There are two openings at this point that the president has been trying to fill. So they may want her as something of a counterweight to that possibility, plus the fact that uh, she has been on the board for quite some time, has an extremely strong background at the Federal Reserve, is partly in charge of the pandemic response, and so they'd like to keep her at the board for right now. She was mentioned as one of the favorites to become Treasury Secretary. She served as, deputy, uh, uh, as an assistant deputy sep- secretary uh, in charge of international affairs uh, at one point. But uh, it looks like, according to this uh, information we're getting, she's going to stay at the Fed. That would probably make her. Right the favorite.
3: Right makes Janet so Janet Yellen gets the job gets the gets the nod over Lael Brainard, and you have all of these people saying stay at the Fed stay at the Fed. This happened this that that broadcast was is was from November twenty three of last year. Uh and that that reporting was by Mike McKee on on Bloomberg, who you hear here on the Biz fourteen forty weekdays. Um, so that that piece that piece. I heard it, and all of a sudden it all clicks to me. This was a promise that was made made a year ago. Oh, but between then and now, lots of things have changed, and it may well be. And by the way, a, a production note: Sean, we don't need that clip anymore, so you can you can go ahead and get it off your screen, and 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 put back up whatever it is you had to take down to put to get get that up there on an emergency basis. Thank you for the just in time. Uh, work thank you sir uh, I uh, I wanted people to hear that because my firm belief is the Fed th- that, the f- that the White House is trying to figure out how to do this and it may well be given that at one time she may have thought I get to be the next Treasury Secretary only to be put aside for Janet Yellen everyone may be telling her that's okay because you're going to get Jay Powell's job next year so you just need to wait a year and everything will be fine. I think that might be true. But the but there are a lot of people that have cold feet about this. I have, I have more information to throw on the fire uh, of this. Because I believe there's a concerted campaign going on right now to replace Jay Powell. And I think what they really want to do is they'd like Jay Powell to come out sometime this week and announce that he does not wish to continue to serve as the chair of the Fed. That would make their lives the easiest. They would like him to fall on his sword. I got a feeling Jay Powell's going to tell them, thanks but no thanks. If you want to appoint her, appoint her. But I'm not going to make your life easy. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440.
5: Hey, this is Isaiah with the Kingdom Builders Roofing. A few weeks ago, I was reading Psalm 67. It reads, May God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face shine upon us. I'm sure that most of us have heard that verse many times before. However, this time it hit me differently. I realized that we often stop reading at the end of the first verse and go about our day seeking God's blessings. But I started to wonder, why is the psalmist asking God to bless him? As I kept reading, the very next verse gave me the answer: that Your way may be known on earth, Your saving power among all nations. We were never designed to enjoy God's blessing, provision, and salvation without also spreading His glory. If you have any questions or comments about this or other Scripture, you can reach me at Isaiah at theKingdomBuilders dot com. That's Isaiah at Builders dot com. Or feel free to call our office at six one two.
8: That's 800-917-8546.
9: I think I'd rather buy my own. You see, I'm not just one of those pickup women.
3: You can Welcome buy back King Baggins show, show, the Biz Fourteen Forty. Lovely. So here's the so. I f- figured that out last night, and then I'm like, okay, let's start connecting dots. From a year ago, Reinhardt thinks she's got the inside inside lane to become the, uh, the, the Secretary of the Treasury, only to be pushed aside and told, no, no, stay at the Fed. Everything's going to be fine. You just stay at the Fed because we're going to get Janet Yellen. Now, truth be told, Janet Yellen is a more accomplished economist. Um, probably as loyal in terms of Democrat priorities as Lale Brainard, um, but she had been a Fed chair, um, and she's and she has a, a interest. She has an interesting delivery style, and she has a reputation from time to time to actually speak uh, unpleasant truths. She's actually a very she's a very fine economist. I do not know much of the economic research done by Lale Brainerd. I don't if she is nominated as I believe she's now going to be, um, I think I, I, I think that's what's going to happen uh, now it's it's because it, it I will be doing a lot more research on her. I do not see a whole heck of a lot uh, uh, out there right now in terms of what's sort of like formal things. Now again, Jay Powell trained in the law, not not trained as he's not a PhD economist as Yellen and 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 Greenspan and Bernanke were. Uh, but I don't think it's a requirement for the job. I have never thought it was a requirement for the job. Uh, but you can you can. But I would I would argue that she you know she's she's got she's gotten her training uh, in ways outside of formal academic circles that said um i was very surprised yesterday morning when i heard on when i heard on uh, uh bloomberg uh yesterday morning at, uh, on the open uh, with with john farrow muhammad el-aryan a, a fellow i've played for you uh, uh pretty regularly uh president of queen's college in london um uh and also also uh worked for uh, Allianz uh, the, the Allianz Global, uh, as an advisor, uh, come on and basically try to make the case of why you would vote for, you would prefer Lale Brainerd to Jerome Powell. I thought it was interesting because I really thought it was a little bit outside of his lane for him to do. Let's play this cut number two, please. And to make this point even clearer, Here's a statement. I mentioned the Financial Stability Oversight Committee. or I call it supervision. I always get this wrong. It's the umbrella group that ties together all the financial regulators. This is a statement they released, signed off by Janet Yellen, Um, uh, under under the signature of Janet Yellen. FSOC is recognizing that climate change is an, emergency, is an emerging and increasing threat to U.S. financial stability. This report puts climate change squarely at the forefront of the agenda of its member agencies, including the Fed, and is a critical first step forward in addressing the threat of climate change. Um, John Cochran, uh, the grumpy economist from Stanford University, who, by the way, you get to, if if you're not listening to Goodfellas, which is a podcast that's done by the Hoover Institution, you're missing some you're missing an hour of great content every week. I highly highly recommend it. It it it, it gets listened to on when. It, not only does it get listened to, it gets listened to on the day it drops. I always make sure in 24 hours. I've within 24 hours I've listened to this. Um, writes the following. Okay, I want you to think about why this would be. Cra- this is Crazy Town. Uh, um, he, he says this is financial regulators may only act if they think financial stability is at risk why? imagine that Trump returns he declares "Quote: illegal immigration is an existential crisis I can't get Congress to do anything about it financial regulators tell banks to freeze the bank accounts of any customers who can't prove legal status scour people's accounts for payments to illegal employees freeze out any business that hires an illegal if President Trump, future or past, did or had done that, the nation would be shocked. Janet Yellen would, Janet Yellen would not would not stand for it. And why? Because there's no financial risk. Why is there no finan? And so you say, well, no, climate change has financial risk. They've been trying to sell this idea now for for five years. And the, one of the reasons why I'm now even more for Jay Powell than than other than I would have been, not that I'm a big fan of his monetary policy. You would only have to listen to the archives of this show to know that. But he's not buying that. Right? Financial regulation can only t- this is this is Cochrane again. Um, financial regulation can only touch climate policy if there's a risk to the financial system. That only coincidentally involves climate, but how could climate possibly pose a risk to the financial system? Right. If you say a cl- so if you use the pa- plain language that a climate risk to the financial system uh, means that financial regulators c- must, can, can, can contain, it has to mean that the climate changes so drastically. In the next five years, that the economy is going to tank so badly that the entire financial system is at risk of collapse. Does anyone really believe that to be so? And this is the question Cochrane's asking. And I think the answer, I think the answer to this is absolutely positively not. Right? There's no, there's no scientific evidence to that to that effect. Okay? Climate, okay, John puts this very well. Climate is the probability distribution of weather. The chance that heat and cold waves, floods, fires, and so forth um, are going to change something so dramatically that it becomes a threat to the financial system. That's not not what's happening. But that is indeed what it is that these guys, these senators, White House and Merkley, are claiming this is what these folks have done and I think that they may, in fact, throw out Jay Powell, not because of his monetary policy. Again, as as uh, L. Arian says, you're not going to get better or worse monetary policy with Lael Brainard. I actually think you're going to get worse monetary policy, but that's an arguable point, because, frankly, we don't know enough about her to really explore that. That's what confirmation hearings are for. What we need to have, though, is an understanding of, That federal, you know, financial regulation only touches on climate policy if you somehow believe in the next five to ten years there's a risk to the financial system from climate change that has not been captured currently in in the financial structure of this country. Okay? That is not proven by anybody. And to decide you're going to change who runs the Fed based on the very minimal evidence that there is something out there in terms of a financial risk that only Lale Brainerd at the Fed can save us from? The word we use in social sciences for such things, the technical word for that, is cuckoo. That, that, I don't see how that could possibly be true. But that's not what's going on here. This is all a fig leaf for what they want to do all along. They made a pro- I believe, this is, this is King's conspiracy theory, okay? I believe, without a shred of proof, I believe they made a promise to her. I think they made a promise to her a year ago that just stay put. We're going to put you, okay? Janet Yellen's going to go to the Treasury because we need Janet Yellen, and we'll make you the Fed chair when Jay Powell's term runs out because he got appointed by Trump, so he's no good, Right? We'll put, we'll, we'll put you there. And now here we are and the taper has to go factor, faster. You've got high inflation. You've got nervous financial markets and so forth. And everyone's kind of like, oh, do you really want to make a change now? And there are people out there who are going to use climate policy as the reason to complete a political promise that they made a year ago. That's the part I can't prove. But I'm I'm ninety percent sure I'm right on this. She got promised something, and I think they probably went to her on Monday or Tuesday last week. I don't remember when the date was. Had her come up and say, and they started with, "Well, you know, I know we promised this to you, but we're a little worried about making the change. We're not positive that we can get you through. We we're not promise. We're not sure we can get you through a confirmation because who knows what Joe Manchin would do with your nomination." So what if we made you vice chair for supervision instead? Because that happens to be open. And my guess is she said no. And now you've got folks like El and Merkley at White House and all of the all of the Progressive Front saying, No, 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 you can't reappoint Jay Powell. Okay, here's the question. Will a Berkeley and a Powell Merkley and a and and uh, Jay Powell and would the My guess is, in fact, no. My guess is, my guess is, if they appointed Powell, Powell would pass with Republican votes. But if they decide to make her the climate policy Fed chair, they might lose Joe Manchin, and every Republican will vote against her, and that's just pure nasty politics. And that's, in fact, what's happening. I think that's what's happening right now. I went a little long, but we got a few things to talk about still the last segment of the King Banyan Show coming up here on The Biz 1440.
4: The Biz 1440, KYCR Golden Valley. Unless you've visited our studios, you probably haven't seen how clean they are, but I assure you, you can hear it. Hey, I'm Trevor K. checking in on behalf of Forever Cleaning. Tasha and the team at Forever Cleaning are a big part of why we sound so fantastic on air. I mean, have you ever heard a dusty mic? Not here, you haven't. It sounds something like this. No good, right? But Forever Cleaning's attention to detail goes beyond the studios in this microphone. Our break room is clean and inviting, the office areas are orderly and organized, and the bathrooms are always spotless. If you need Forever Cleaning's expert care in your office or store, or you just want to make certain your mic sounds as good as mine, well then reach out to Tasha and her expert team today at forevercleaning.com. That's forevercleaning.com to schedule your free walkthrough and quote. Forevercleaning.com, that's the number 4-E-V-R-cleaning.com. Remember, Forever Cleaning is so thorough, you'll wonder if your mom snuck in overnight and cleaned.
1: Every day, the men and women of the United States Marine Corps The land we call home. As Marines, we take a stand. For each other. For our nation. For us all. The few. The proud. The Marines.
6: The Bell Squad Radio Show airs every Sunday from 11 to noon on the Biz 1440 they address today's mortgage loan process and how to navigate through a highly competitive market. The Bell Squad team with Bell Bank Mortgage is paying it forward and giving back to the community. Experienced lenders with the Bell Squad will talk with local professionals from a variety of industries highlighting local businesses and communities. Join the squad Sundays at 11 a.m. on the Biz 1440.
0: Salem Surround partners with your business to deliver custom digital marketing solutions. Surround your target audience wherever they engage, search, surf, socialize, or review to keep your business top of mind. Learn more at Minneapolis.SalemSurround.com. Sightseeing in Ferris, at the Mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to the Biz 1440 at Odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app.
1: my way only time will tell if I am right or i am wrong your way welcome back we might fall
5: apart before too long we
3: king banging show that is 1440 it out. We can work it out. that's a perfect ending to this today thank you so much we can work it out that's the point of the first hour that's what that's what markets do markets work it out that's what that's what they do i I hope you have a happy Thanksgiving this year and I'm going to take a few minutes to talk about the happiness that we'll feel this year. Um a year ago, of course, most of us probably made choices about how to celebrate Thanksgiving. We delivered some pies to people. We uh we did go through the long process of quarantining so that we could have our daughter come join us, but we did not have anybody else. We served uh we served uh Thanksgiving meals to uh Homeless, uh, homeless uh, in a park here in Saint Cloud, Um, uh, and um, and and all that. I want you to think about just how different this year is. You have, we have vaccines, and whether or not you decide to take them, they are helping bring life back to normal. We have treatments. Just think, in the last few weeks, we're discovering new treatments for uh, for the coronavirus that allow people to recover faster. And and there's even new vaccines coming that seem to work better than they had before. Um, You know, they're, and in the process of doing this, they've discovered that this same MRNA technology that we're using to uh, fight COVID also has promise as a means to fight malaria, and they've moved the ball down the field on that at a much faster rate than they had before. So one of the things I'm going to give thanks for on Thursday, and I should do it every day and I try to do it every day, is for medicine and for medical professionals who have done an amazing amount of work over a much longer time than any of us thought they would. We thought, I mean, think about it, we knew that the vaccine had been developed when we went to the went to the thanksgiving table a year ago and i'm sure many of us thought that the that the doctors and nurses and 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 other healthcare professionals would be relieved of the burden they have in many parts of the country they are hospitalization rates you know things in minnesota are bad things around the country are not and i believe you know and i i don 't have time to get into a discussion, nor do I really care about that uh, so I give thanks of course for those people that work in that profession i have had I have had a couple treatments this fall that we 've managed to get done anyway and i i 'm grateful for them uh to to help me in my in with with the issues I have in my life um, i'm grateful for them as well but I hope in 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 all of this you give thanks for the fact that we we do live in a country. Where these things can happen, and I do believe that without without free markets, a lot of the things we would have seen here would not have happened. Without the promise of profit and the threat of loss, both of which are needed for the functioning of proper functioning of markets, we would not be as far down the road to a solution to this as we would have. And so give thanks for all of that this Thanksgiving. I thank you as well for listening. I'm grateful that you make the choice to, to listen to us each and every Saturday. I, I'm actually very happy about that. Uh, I'm thankful for Sean for being here with us and even being able to produce something just in time. So happy to have that as well. So thank you for Sean. Thank you for Salem Twin Cities for putting up with me for all these years, uh, 12 years of this, the
8: King Banyan Show, on the biz, 1440.
7: 800-884-9018. Hi, it's Lee Michaels here for United Faith Mortgage. You know, it's that time of year, the chill is in the air, and maybe you're thinking it would be really nice to have a new house with a fireplace or maybe a backyard for that bonfire or, or a hot tub. Well, now's the time to get that new house and do it through United Faith Mortgage. Rates are great right now. Or maybe you're saying, you know, I like the house we have, but that fireplace, the fire pit, and the hot tub sound pretty good. So take advantage of a cash-out refinance. You know, United Faith Mortgage is a family business, and you can take advantage of them being a direct lender, meaning their team is part of a company that uses its own money to make its own lending decisions within its own walls. So that means there's no middleman and oftentimes a better rate for you. So visit United Faith Mortgage at UnitedFaithMortgage.com and right now they'll pay your appraisal fees. That's up to $500 of out-of-pocket money that normally gets paid up front. UnitedFaithMortgage.com
5: United Mortgage Court, Melbourne, New York. NMLS number 1330. Ryan Verica, NMLS number 65233.
7: Well, I moved into
8: the house in uh, the summer of 2018 and the siding was terrible. Hi, I'm Dave from Matamita. I got a hold of JTR through
3: Friends. It almost looked like a... Uh, giraffe there were dark stains where the water had saturated the old paint that was on it but there were other
0: things that needed addressing and uh, there were a multitude of things from putting doors in and railings and and doing some electrical and things like that
3: all of which JTR gladly folded into the contract and took care of for me it was an amazing transformation in fact my brother-in-law who had visited Before we had the siding done, when he came back about a month after it had been done, he stopped out in front of the house and called me and said, What's your address again? Because he couldn't believe the difference.
5: Contact JTR Roofing now for your siding, roofing, and window needs. The biz.